on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Reyes comes set at the chest, and the 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss. He struck him out with a slider down in the dirt, and he comes back with all sliders to Billy McKinney, and he strikes him out. And this one is over. The Cardinals win it by a final score of 6-1. to one. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Pauling. Yeah, that final score doesn't really indicate the kind of game it was today. 1-1 going into the 11th inning and then five runs by St. Louis. And you figure with the success that they were having, you were, you were playing with fire every single time that middle of the St. Louis order came up with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, and even uh, they even got a home run there from O'Neal there in the uh, in the 11th inning. But that's a, that's a tough one today for the Brewers. They waste a fantastic start from Freddie Peralta, who went seven innings, giving up just one hit. They had opportunities as a team. They go one for 15 with runners in scoring position one for 15 that is a tough day with runners in scoring position and i think what makes it even worse is they had a ton of hard hit balls they just kept hitting them where cardinals had players in the field and sometimes you have nights like that if you want to join us you can do so call or text into the accident mortgage talk and text line 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's bring in former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. And, Augie, this is a, this is a challenging, uh, this, is, this is a tough night for the crew because, uh, again, they, they give up the five runs in the 11th. They had so many opportunities to drive in runs. And, uh, there, look, late in the game, there were some you know some badly timed strikeouts. But earlier on in the game, there were some hard-hit balls that were just going uh, at the exact wrong place. So, uh, yeah, a, t- a tough evening for the crew. Yeah, you know, after yesterday, you get the good news that Corbin Burns is coming back. You got Freddie going tonight, followed by Woody, and then Burns on on Thursday. You're feeling really comfortable with you, what you going into this series, and, and and Freddie was great. I mean, you look at the only time I thought that he struggled a little bit with his command was maybe that first inning. He had a couple three ball counts, he had a walk in that inning, but after that, he was so special. And you know, you go out and you get a uh, you get an outing from Freddie like that. You you want to win that ball game but you got to Quang Young Kim was just as good just holding the Brewers scoreless and Brewers had opportunities hit some balls hard and they just couldn't find a hole tonight and those things do happen uh, just a really good ball game but anytime you have Goldschmidt Arenado you put them up late in the ball game with an opportunity to win ball games uh, uh, you're putting yourself in a pretty tough situation and it showed tonight yeah when people ask me to kind of assess the Brewers versus the Cardinals just the way I view the teams I've always thought I think they're I think they're very similar, but I think the difference is I think the Brewers have more depth, that they have a more complete team, especially when they're healthy. But I think the Cardinals have more firepower because it's just it's tough to get through Goldschmidt and Arenado right there in the middle of the order. And those guys also help other players uh, play well as well. And uh, we saw that, and we'll get more into that coming up uh, later on in the program. Again, if you want to join us, 855-616-1620. It's 855-616-1620. You can tweet in as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We continue on live from American Family Field in just a moment here on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. 
Here's the one-two pitch. Swing and a miss. Another slider from Freddie Peralta. Strikes out Goldschmidt and Arenado with back-to-back -back sliders to finish him. And he has six strikeouts in the game. In 11 innings, the Brewers fall to the Cardinals by a 6-1 score. Five runs in the top of the 11th. Scored by St. Louis, the Brewers' extra inning record drops to 4-2. and two. They had been pretty good. They have been pretty good in extra inning games this year, but they end up losing this game today. My name is Matt Pauley, Jerry Augustine, former Brewers pitcher alongside. I'm live at American Family Field. Augie, I want to look back at the ninth and the 10th inning specifically because it's a 1-1 it's a game, and it felt like the Brewers had opportunities in each of those innings, although they looked different. In the ninth inning, the Brewers got very hard-hit balls from Manny Pena and also Jackie Bradley Jr. It feels like that Bradley ball would have been out maybe if the panels were open, maybe if the baseball that was being used last year was being used. Either way, that just seemed like a really hard-hit ball that for whatever reason didn't end up going out. And then the 10th inning, after the Brewers did a nice job uh, in the top of the 10th to hold the Cardinals without scoring a run, They're, they get their runner at second base in Billy McKinney. They have a Vicel Garcia come up as a pinch hitter. He ends up flying out, and after they intentionally walk Colton Wong, strikeouts from Lorenzo Cain and Tyrone Taylor. There's a wild pitch thrown in there as well. So you had a runner on at third. The potential winning run was at third when that inning came to an end, and Baseball can be a game of inches. It just really feels like you know those two innings, they, they had hard-hit balls in the ninth that don't go, and then in the tenth inning with opportunities, they end up striking out, and those were seemingly the moments that the Brewers had to maybe win this game. Yeah, and you, you got to give Cardinals credit with with their defense. I thought Bader made a nice running catch on Manny's ball and then went the opposite way on the ball hit by Bradley Jr. And then a nice play by Carlson uh, diving for the ball in, in right field. Uh, good, solid defense by the Cardinals, but uh, you're right. The Brewers had a lot of balls tonight I thought that were hit hard. I thought a couple balls that when they left the bat, I thought I thought there's no way the ball, bar, ball was going to stay in the stadium, and it did. It, it was kind of a one it was unusual nights that you hear it and usually when you hear the crack of the bat like that you feel ah the ball's going to be out of here for sure and I thought Bradley's ball was gone for sure when he hit it off the bat but you know you have those nights where you just can don't get quite get the carry and you had good plays by the other ball club and you're right in the ninth inning they hit three balls hard even in that that following inning I thought they made a good move at Reyes on the mound by walking Wong and having that double play in order and then Reyes just uh, made some really good Good pitches uh, uh, to follow to get through that inning, but uh, both innings, Brewers had opportunities. You get opportunities against this ball club, you you got to take advantage of this, especially against the Cardinals, because they're going to get Goldschmidt and Arenado up there sooner or later, and you put them up there with runners in scoring position, and a lot of times they come through. We're going to talk a lot about hard hit balls in this show, and. Jackie Bradley Jr., there's a lot of people complaining about what he is doing at the plate, and he goes 0 for 4 today, and he's hitting 175, and look, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. How hard you're hitting the ball doesn't actually matter unless it turns into hits. But when you break down a little bit more the day that he had, and Adam McAlvey from MLB.com and Brewers.com tweeted this out just a little while ago, you look at his last three at-bats in the game, 
Uh, a ball that comes off his bat at 105.1 miles per hour in the fifth. A ball that comes off his bat at 103.1 miles per hour in the sixth. And then he hits the 384-foot flyout in the ninth inning. According to StatCast, the expected batting averages on those three outs were 450, 860. That, that line out in the sixth had a normally, you would normally have an 860 batting average on that. And then 410. So these are... These are hard-hit balls that often are going for hits, and Jackie Bradley Jr. didn't have anything to show for it tonight, and largely that's a microcosm of this entire game. I This is the first game that I can remember this year, and certainly somebody can, can remind me, but to me, clearly the one of the storylines of this game is the Brewers hitting the ball really, really, really hard and just almost having nothing to show for it. Yeah, you know, we talk so much about uh, runs and sc- runners in scoring position, and, and that does mean a lot. The one for 15, you leave 12 guys on base. You know, you look at the final score, and you see all the opportunities, and the, the, like you said, the score doesn't reflect the way the game was going. We had a 1-1 ball game. It, 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 there were times there when the Brewers, just with a, a ball hit a, a foot, a couple feet in either direction, they were they would have scored a, a, a number of runs tonight, but you're going to have those days. You go up there, and you have good at-bats, and I think that's the positive sign you have to look look at. This team is swinging the bat much better. They're giving a little bit better at-bats. And tonight, Bradley Jr. had some really good at-bats. And uh, I know there's a, there are a couple guys that put up, I, I really like the at-bats by, by, by Travis Shaw tonight. The first double he hit, he got a ball, his curveball on the inside part of the plate, was able to drive it in the gap to right center. What did he do the next time up when he needed the big base hit, big base hit to score uh, Lorenzo Cain? He waited on the same style breaking ball, hit it to left center. These are things that you have to look for. As the season goes along, these guys are going to get better and get more at-bats and are going to get more with it and more games in, uh, into the season. Uh, I think we're going, to ha- we're going to be able to score some runs. We're going to hit home runs, but I think we're going to manufacture runs also. Brewers fall to St. Louis by a 6-1 score. We put this out on Twitter earlier tonight, and you can certainly text in with your response to this. We're going to talk about it in a moment. From an emotional standpoint, do you have are your emotions larger about the excitement about this team's pitching or maybe about the frustration that goes along at times with the team's hitting? What weighs more on you, the uh, the good emotion of being excited about the pitching or the uh, the bad emotions of being frustrated with the team's hitting? Yeah, you can certainly get in still on the Twitter poll, which is up on my Twitter account at Matt Pauley on air, or uh, you can just uh, tweet or text in 855-616-1620, the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Also, some phone calls to get to here in just a moment or so. Brewers fall short. They go 11 innings, and they lose to St. Lewis by a 6-1 score. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Rocks, kicks, deals, swing and a miss. Stuck him out. Down low and away with a slider. He strikes out Harrison Bader. That is number eight in the game for Freddie Peralta. Really good pitching performance from Peralta. He goes seven, gives up just one hit, eight strikeouts, one walk. 
drops his ERA to 2.77. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings. Matt Pauley coming your way live at American Family Field, where the grounds crew is working hard right now, getting the field ready for tomorrow. Joined by former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That is the Yankee Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet in as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's go to Doug in Baraboo. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Hey, good evening. Hey, uh, I'm not on Twitter, Matt, but I'd say the pitching is, uh, to me, is just a total elation, and uh, and the batting is just uh, is, is so far is, is is a downer. You know, we're still the worst batting team average wise in the National League. We strike out the most, and our on base percentage is is the worst in the National League. But my my comment is, and maybe all of you and you could comment on it. But every once in a while, you see this, like the eighth inning tonight. There's runner. We uh, <clears throat> Cardinals have runners on, you know, first and second, no outs, and then there's a long fly ball out to uh, to the outfield, and Kane uh, catches it, and the guy from second, he's going to tag up obviously and, and get the third, but Kane throws it to third base. To me, the primary runner right there is the guy on first. That I think that throw should go to second base. That way, if, if anything, you might if he's going to run, he, you might get him out at second. Chances are he's not going to run because he sees the throw coming to second base. Now you still set up for a double play. Luckily, it, it didn't hurt us in this situation, but that could really hurt because if there's a guy on second and third, and they well there was, but if, if they get a hit there, now they get two runs. And uh, that primary runner, to me, is the guy going from first to second, and he should be held at first or thrown out at second. Yeah, Doug, I think where we would probably disagree a little bit, I get the sense with what you're saying, is you think there's not a play to be made at third base. And I think I think Lorenzo Cain thought he had at least a shot to get the runner at third. So the, the premise of what you're saying from how I look at it and how you look at it are going to be different. If if there is no play to be made at third base, if that runner is going to get to second, is going to get to third without a problem, then you throw to second, and in all likelihood, you hold that runner at first, and you keep the double play in order. Uh, and if the runner at first is dumb enough to take off from first, then you, you maybe have a play at second. But if you have that play at third, all of a sudden you can get that second out, and ha- even if that runner takes second on it, it's a much better situation to have runner on at second and two outs than to have runner on at third with with one out. So, uh, Doug, I, I think that's the that's the difference. How you how did you see it, Augie? I, I thought there was I thought there was a puncher shot of maybe making that play over at third. Well, I you know Doug brings up a good question, but it's different when you have going to extra innings and you have that runner on second base, I think that changes a little bit how you approach it. Uh, approach it. And I think, the, like you said, Matt, the correct play is Lorenzo Cain. He's competitive. He has a good, solid arm. He comes up and, he, and Bader's quick, but you make that throw to third base. The question, the, what you want to do there is you want to make a good, firm throw to third base that it can be, if, it, if need be, if you don't feel you can get it, they can cut that ball off, go to second, get that runner going from first to second but I think it's the object that at, at that time of the ball game they're trying to get that runner to third base if you get in a position that you feel you can you can do it you can throw, throw the runner out, out at third base and Lorenzo Cain is very competitive and makes good throws you make that good firm throw and then if if it's off 
off to the side or they don't think they can get him. If they can cut it, they can cut it and get that runner going to second. But I think primarily what you want to try to do, Matt, just like you said, you want to try to get that guy at third base. Yeah, bottom line is if there's a play to be made at third, you throw to third with the gamble that it may turn into second and third, one out. But if there's no play, then you get to second. And, again, Doug and I, I think we see it just a little bit differently because I don't think Doug thinks that uh, Kane had a play at third. And I think there was at least a shot to be able to get them, even though they end up not getting them. Brewers lose today. They lose in extra innings to the Cardinals by a 6-1 score. We'll come back. We'll give you the results of that poll question I was talking about earlier that Doug answered about the excitement about the pitching versus the uh, disappointment and the frustration about the hitting. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Here it is. Travis Sons one in the air. Brewers end up losing an extra inning, 6-1 the final score. Brewers' extra innings continues from American Family Field. I'm Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. If you'd like to join us, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. We put out a Twitter poll earlier in the night. The question was, what is your stronger emotion about the Brewers? You had two answers that you could go with. The emotion of being excited about the pitching or the emotion of being frustrated about the hitting. The Twitter poll just closed, and frustration about hitting beats out excitement about pitching 57-43. Now let me tell you, uh, this uh, this thing was a lot closer. It was like 53-47 the last time I checked in like the ninth or 10th inning, so I think there was a run on frustration about hitting, maybe after uh, the Cardinals uh, scored those runs in the 11th inning. But some of the uh, replies we got to this has to be the pitching. They have three top-of-rotation starters who have combined 11 years of team control between them after the season and elite pitchers at the back end of the bullpen with team control. The pitching isn't just exciting for this year, but for years to come. Uh, Brad said the great pitching will regress to the mean eventually during a long season. There will be stretches where the team needs to be carried by the offense. They'll be in trouble if the offense doesn't turn it around eventually. Uh, Gage says having elite pitching can only do so much if your team is hitting. I would say to Gage you can reverse that statement and you could say having elite hitting can only do so much if your team isn't pitching. It, it works both ways. Uh, and then another uh, another uh, tweet, pitching, you must have the pitching. Hitting will come around and they'll be fine. Got text message about it. I'm more impressed with the pitching, especially the starters of Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta because they're homegrown guys and we haven't seen that in a while around here. What David Stearns has done with this team since he took over has been fun to watch. I like the job that he's doing, Jordan, and Matt Walk saying that. So, Augie, from a, uh, the, the people who left comments on this, for the most part, were pro-pitching, but for when the overall numbers that came in, more people voted about being more frustrated about the hitting. Well, I, I, the pitching undoubtedly has been fantastic. You, you know, you look and you know, you, they mentioned Freddie and Woody and, and Burns at the top of that uh, uh, rotation and the way they're throwing the ball. Hauser's throwing the ball as well as they are. And then you look at, at, at Brett Anderson there. I think their starting rotation is great. Their bullpen continues to do very well. Tonight they struggled a little bit. Boxberger had the rough night tonight. But you take overall, uh, these guys are throwing the ball very well. You have to be excited about the pitching 
and what they're doing. And, you know, the way this team is kind of built and the way you win pennants is on having good, solid pitching, good starting rotation with a good bullpen. A bullpen usually wins the pennants, but you got to have that starting rotation. With that, you have to have the good, solid defense. And the Brewers have done that. When they picked up Colton Wong up the middle, they're much stronger. They're a much better defensive ball club. But, you know, you look at the at the, the one thing was the offense, Matt. And in the offense, it was funny because I was just watching uh, uh, MLB the other night, and they were talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers. They started out 13-2. and They have lost 15 out of the last 20. And hitting with runners in scoring position, they're like 5 for 34. That's 147. So even the great teams that this Dodger team is supposed to be one of the teams that's supposed to just run away with everything, run into issues on the offensive side, and teams are going to have that. And now it's what it's uh, the Brewers are struggling through it early in the season, but I still believe as the season goes along, you get healthy, you get these guys back in the lineup, they are going to swing the bat much better. They're going to create runs. They're going to score runs by via the home run, but also manufacture runs. I think this is going to be a better offensive club than most people think as we go along through the season and it's really going to help this pitching staff. It's going to help once they get Christian Yelich back as well. He was uh, he was hitting on the field a little bit today, so maybe that's a good sign. I don't know. He was hitting on the field before the last time he came back off the injured list, and he lasted one game, so it's hard to make any sort uh, of assumptions with that. The Brewers do announce what the uh, rotation is going to look like. Corbin Burns is going to be, uh, after throwing the bullpen yesterday, he is uh, slated to go on Thursday, the final game of this series against St. Louis. So uh, for the next four days, you go Woodruff, Burns, and then you start the Atlanta series with Hauser and Anderson. They have not announced a starter yet for Sunday. If they wanted to, they could come back to Peralta, and he would be on standard rest. If they want to give everybody else an, an extra day, you could go with an Eric Lauer. You could go with a bullpen game with Brent Suter. You could do something like that. But uh, it, it's amazing, isn't it, Augie, when you get uh, you get Burns and you get Anderson back, and all of a sudden that rotation looks just the way it looked at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and it's a good one. I, I, the way they've been throwing the ball is just fantastic. Uh, the, the starting rotation, you know, you look at Freddie tonight. He had he got, went three ball counts. I believe he went two three ball counts in the first inning, one in the second, and did not have another three ball count until later in the ball game. And I, I thought it was just fantastic how he pitched in that fourth inning. He had a ten pitch inning, ten pitch inning, and he struck out Goldschmidt, Arenado, and got DeYoung to pop up on a on a good slider. Really using his off-speed stuff very well. So, uh, you know, you get Freddie throwing the ball well. He's going through that educational part where he's learning how to be that good, consistent major league pitcher. And I thought tonight with his sequences and what he did, he was just fantastic. 6-1, Brewers fall to St. Louis in 11 innings. We'll come back and we'll hear the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Swinging and a pop-up into medium left. Should get the run in. The catch, the throw coming on. And in is Bader, and we are tied. Brewers, uh, they fall short. They lose to the Cardinals in the first game of a three-game set. A lot of the three-game series that they have won against divisional opponents this year, the Cubs and the Cardinals, they've got division wins uh, in series, uh, three division series against the Cubs that they've won and one against the Cardinals. 
they have tended to lose the first game of the series and then come back with wins in games two and three. So we'll uh, see if uh, this ends up playing out this way as uh, the Brewers lose today, and they've got two more against St. Louis before they welcome in Atlanta for a weekend series. Manager Craig Council speaking with the media downstairs just a little while ago. Yeah, I mean, he's been that since since day one of the season. Um, you know, I think we we knew that in spring training he was he was going to be he was going to have a real good season, and he's he started it off that way. So he's 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 a good pitcher. He's got a, he's got more weapons now, um, and it's it, it's tough to get hits against them. Um, and he came out today, and he was kind of locked in from right away. Um, it was a, it was a really dominant outing from him. Craig, as, as many balls as uh, you guys hit hard during stretches of that game and as many chances as you had to score runs, is it hard to believe you only got one across? Yeah, I mean, we, we just didn't get the next hit. And then sometimes, you know, we hit a couple balls to the wall. Um, you know, Jackie lines out and, in a, you know, we, we couldn't find a hole. And, and so ultimately it's, um, you know, there was – one hit with a man in scoring position, ultimately, um, and, and so you know, we did. We that's going to be tough to score then. So, um, you know, that ninth inning against Gallegos, we hit three balls on the screws and, and got nothing to show for that one. So there, there was some there was some good innings. There was pressure, but but we just kept kept coming up empty. Craig, it's been a bit since we've asked you about the ball itself, and I think you said maybe early May you'd have a feeling. I think there were four or five that were sort of warning track fly balls. Do um, you think that's the result of the baseball, or is that just the way tonight went? I, I don't – I wouldn't be – I'd just be guessing. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm not, not – I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I really don't. I, really, I don't have any idea. Do you have – Thoughts just in a bigger picture about the impact of that change so far after watching what five weeks of baseball games? Um, no, I mean I, I think the pitching is really good. I mean that's that's you know the pitching is uh, it, it, it's tough to score against guys. Um, so I, I don't know if the ball's got a ton to do with it. Um, I think we're, we're facing really you know it, it feels like the pitching is. Um, Got a bit of a leg up. Craig, that uh, that inning when they tied the game against uh, Devon, um, they sort of showed the benefit of putting the ball in play. Um, you had a single and a walk and all of a sudden two flight balls, and you got to run out of it. It just seems to make so much difference sometimes in putting a ball in play as opposed to striking out. You, you know, your hit has struck out a bunch with runners in scoring position. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think we made a pretty good pitch to Carpenter that, that was a strike, um, that, that, that to me was a strike and a strikeout. And I think that changes that inning. Um, but, uh, they, they did a nice job that inning against Devin They jumped on a first pitch strike, um, you know, ended up getting a walk and, and, um, the contact got him, uh, got him a run. Craig, what about the carryover of just, you know, being able to get a little deeper into their bullpen? Putting some pressure on their bullpen. 
Yeah, well, I mean, both teams obviously used used um, a lot in, a, in an eleven inning game, so I, I think both teams kind of pay for it the, the next day, um, and that that's going to be the case. There's going to have to be some different guys, um, you know, because of that. But both, uh, well, you know, they they used a couple guys two innings apiece, and then we used a bunch of guys and that are that have been used a little bit uh, the last four four days. So it's um, both teams have. You know, you play a game, close, tight games like that. You know, both both teams are going to pay the price. Craig, I, I know Avi pinch hit there toward the end, but was there anything going on with him for not starting against the left-handed pitcher? Yeah, he's had some back issues the last couple of days, actually, uh, including Sunday in Miami. Um, that we're, we're just trying to get him off his feet here and. Um, um, you know, avoided full nine innings. He's been available, so um, it's 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 just where we got to just get him off his feet, and hopefully that that gets us some improvement. But um, that's what's been going on with him. But yeah, he was he was in the lineup uh, Sunday, and and then you know he would he would have been in the lineup today. Um, but we're, we're being careful with that back. There was also interest in in Steve Carse serving as the pitching coach tonight. Can you can you say what was up with her? Um, he has he had a family situation that he had to attend to. Craig, what can you say about the way your guys pitched to the middle of their order for most of the night? Aaron Otto and Goldschmidt are such good hitters and have obviously given you guys trouble and lots of teams trouble. But um, until that eleventh, um, your, your guys have done a good job against them. Yeah, I mean, Arenado is, you know, he's locked in right now. I mean, his at bats were, um, they they were they were dang- he had he had great at bats against Freddie. I mean, the, the you know the first first at bat he had a really tough pitch. The second at bat he, you know, just missed one. So um, we could probably caught a little, you know, it was foul, but by the slimmest of margins, it looked like from our end. Um, and then a couple guys made made some good pitches to him, but. Um, you know that's that's kind of where they're built around is trying to get you know you got to get through those guys a lot and um, unfortunately we had to get through them one too many times. Anything else for Craig? Craig Brett, uh, Box has been so good for you guys too. I was looking; he's only been scored on one time all year, just the night where he hung a couple of pitches. Yeah, I mean he left just left the cutter out over the plate to, to Goldschmidt. Um, you know, unfortunately, and um, and then then O'Neill just got one in the air. So, box has box has been really good for us and really valuable for us. Um, you know, just just set an off night. That's manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. We'll come back. We'll go through uh, the highlights, replay this whole thing, the way it went down, Brewer. It was again the final score. If you're just Maybe you're somebody who works the overnight shift. You just woke up a little while ago. You're hopping in your car. You're driving to work. You start work here in about 15 minutes. If you hear the Brewers lose 6-1 of the Cardinals, you go, ah, that didn't go well. Well, it was a 1-1 until the 11th inning, and then that's when things didn't go well. We'll explain more with the highlights. That's next. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. Tough one for the Brewers tonight. They lose by a 6-1 score, but that doesn't tell the story of the game. Don't you worry. I'm about to tell you the story of the game. The uh, pitching matchup, Freddie Peralta going for the crew. Kwanyan Kim going for St. Louis. 
It was a uh, pretty speedy first three innings. Nothing really happened of note. Peralta was just rolling along so much so when that middle of the St. Louis order would come up again in the fourth inning. Peralta was really good against it. Paul Goldschmidt leading things off in the top of the fourth. Here it is. Travis sends one in the air to left center and deep in the gap. It is going to get off the wall. And it'll be a run-scoring double for Travis Shaw. Next hitter, Nolan Arenado. With the speedy Edmund at third base. First pitch to Gold. Here's the one-two pitch. Swing and a miss. Another slider from Freddy Peralta. Strikes out Goldschmidt and Arenado with back-to-back sliders to finish him. And he has six strikeouts in the game. Yeah, not bad. He would keep striking guys out in the fifth inning with one out. He uh, strikes out uh, Tyler O'Neill. Next hitter, Harrison Bader. Rocks, kicks, deals, swing, and a miss, struck him out. Down low and away with a slider. He strikes out Harrison Bader. That is number eight in the game for Freddy Peralta. That would actually end up being his final strikeout of the day. Sixth inning, Brewers would take the lead. It all gets started with Lorenzo Kane. Here's the kick and the pitch. Kane sends one to the gap in left center. Get down, baby. It is going to get down for a base hit. He's trying for a double. He's going to be in there with a leadoff double. So by, I should I should mention this because just in front of that Kane double, we had an electric moment here at American Family Field. They've been doing the sausage races this year uh, outside the ballpark. When the season got started, they were doing pre-recorded sausage races. So a vi- they, they dropped the lights here at the ballpark, and a video came up, and it showed what they showed at the beginning of the year when it said that the races were being pre-recorded. The whole place starts booing. And then they pan out, and it's the racing sausages looking at a video monitor saying that, and they go uh, they go office space style and start destroying the TV with bats, and then they triumphantly come onto the field and have the first on-field sausage race of the season. The it's it's electric. People are going crazy, and. It was, it was a great moment. Lorenzo Kane comes up with that double, and then with one out, Travis Shaw does this. Here it is. Travis sends one in the air to left center and deep in the gap. It is going to get off the wall, and it'll be a run-scoring double for Travis Shaw. So that gave the Brewers the one nothing lead. That would end the day for uh, Kwon Yun Kim as Ryan Helsley would then come into the contest after that. It would stay one nothing for a while. Peralta would go seven innings. Devin Williams would come in to pitch in the eighth, and the Cardinals would get a run on the board. Uh, Matt Carpenter ends up walking uh, after uh, Harrison Bader got a base hit, so that put runners on at first and second. Then a uh, pinch runner in Lane Thomas replacing Matt Carpenter. Tommy Edmond would then fly out. Harrison Bader would go to third. There was a throw to third, but Bader got in there. Thomas goes to second. That brings up Dylan Carlson. He hits a sacrifice fly, and it ties things up at a 1-1 score. Bottom of the eighth inning, uh, Brewers didn't have a whole lot going. Tyrone Taylor would uh, get on after he was hit by a pitch. 
but he ends up being caught stealing on a video replay, which was a little frustrating because, again, did he was probably out, but it just didn't seem like there was clear video evidence, but don't get me started on MLB replay. Josh Hader puts up the zero in the ninth inning, and we go to the tenth. J.P. Fireisen, he would pitch first for the Brewers in the tenth inning. Yadier Molina starting at second base. Tyler O'Neill would ground out. That would move Molina to third with just one out, but uh, they would get out of it as uh, Harrison Bader would pop out without getting the run to score. And then uh, Justin Williams, after he walks, Tommy Edmond grounds out. 1-1 game going to the bottom of the 10th inning. The Brewers get Billy McKinney starting at second base. Avisael Garcia leads the inning off as a pinch hitter. He flies out after an intentional walk to Colton Wong. Lorenzo Kane strikes out. Wild pitch moves the runners to second and third, but Tyrone Taylor would strike out. That would take us to the 11th. Brad Boxberger on to pitch for the Brewers. Tommy Edmond starts the inning at second base with uh, one out, or actually I should say uh, Dylan Carlson leads the inning off by grounding out. That moves Edmond to third, and it brings up Paul Goldschmidt. With a speedy Edmund at third base, first pitch to Goldschmidt, and he hammers this one out to left center field. Kane giving it a look, as is Taylor, it's gone. Paul Goldschmidt just went deep to give the Cardinals a 3-1 lead. Nolan Arnato would then double, Paul DeYoung would fly out, and that would bring up Tyler O'Neill. One-two pitch, hit in the air, deep center field. Kane is back on it at the warning track. He looks up, it's gone for Tyler O'Neill. A three-run home run for Tyler O'Neill. That was a fastball at 93, and O'Neill set it out to center, his sixth home run of the season. And the Cardinals have broke it open here in the top of the 11th inning. It's a five spot, and they lead it 6-1. to one. That would be the final score. Brewers load the bases in the bottom of the inning, but don't get a run across with the win. The Cardinals go to 22 and 14. Brewers drop to 19 and 17. Cardinals increase their lead in the division to uh, three. Winning totals for St. Louis: six runs, five hits, no errors. They leave seven for the Brewers. One run, six hits, one error. They leave 12. Winning pitcher Reyes, he's 2-0. The loss goes to Boxberger. He is 0-1. Home runs at Goldschmidt, his sixth. O'Neill hitting his sixth as well. Game lasting three hours and 55 minutes. Played in front of 10,595 folks here at American Family Field. Brewers fall short. Game two coming up tomorrow. We'll preview that. Coming up in just a moment, it's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Starting to wrap things up, Brewers fall short. They lose to St. Louis 6-1 in 11 innings. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings. Just a couple minutes of Brewers even more Extra Innings. We changed the name of the program after Extra Innings shows. Uh, Pete and Bayview texted in, and Pete is a uh, a Craig Council non... I'm trying to think of... He doesn't like Craig Council. Non-supporter. Creative. Non-supporter. There we go. Thank you. Sometimes I need help with words. I'm, I'm, more, I'm doing the right thing for a living. Uh don't have time to go through everything, but one one thing that Pete has really harped on in a number of text messages here recently uh, is Avisao Garcia not being in the lineup. And I will be the first to admit when Garcia was getting multiple hits per game and then all of a sudden he's not in the lineup, it looks a little bit funny. At the same time, I don't think he's just going to get pulled out of the lineup for, for no reason. And if you we played Craig Council earlier, but in case you didn't kind of catch what was being said, 
Garcia's dealing with a back issue. So that, that's why they're, they're being careful with how much he plays. They're trying to manage the back issue so he doesn't have to go on the injured list. And if that means he plays one day and gets a couple days off, if that's what you need to do to manage it, to avoid an injured list stint, that's what you do. It's really simple. They're not holding Garcia out because they don't want him in the lineup and they don't want him hitting. They're, they're holding him out because he's got a back issue. So that's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's simple. So I, I kind of thought something like that was going on. I don't think you just hold him out of the lineup for no reason. Tonight we get the confirmation. Uh, but people who have an agenda, like, and I'm not trying to put Pete down, he doesn't like Craig Council. That, that's the number one thing. He doesn't like Craig Council, so he just assumes the worst about the situation when it comes to Garcia. Well, Garcia's a little bit banged up. That's the, that's the issue, and that's why he's not in the lineup. Uh, around the National League Central, Cubs lose to the Indians by a 3-2 score. Pirates, they knock off the Reds by a 7-2 score. Brewers, minor leagues, uh, AAA Nashville at their home opener. Didn't go well. They lose to Memphis, 18-6. Double-A Biloxi rained out against Mississippi. High-A Wisconsin, uh, they win at Peoria, 3-2. Wisconsin's 5-2. And Carolina, they lose at Down East by a 2-1 score. Game two of the series coming up tomorrow. Brewers will have Brandon Woodruff on the mound. He's 2-1. and one. John Gant will go for St. Louis. He is 2-3, and three, 644 first pitch. That means network coverage will begin at 6.05. And then I'll be back with you for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings immediately following the game coming up tomorrow evening here on WTMJ.